some of the producers, yo, like my studio's right down the street. You yep. want to come? You want to come and yep. you know, boom, boom, you know, create some shit. So you want to go boom, boom, boom? You want to go boom, boom, boom? Come on, let's go. Come on, little boom, boom, boom. We're going to go to the studio and boom, boom, boom. What is that? Oh my God. I don't know, but I love it. Black radio for the lover, just a beat. Everything is black. Everything is black. Everything is black. Yeah, everything is black. The kick gone knock. The snare gone crack. And everything is black. Everything is black. Everything is black. There's this, there's the guys that are passionate who are like, fuck that, no amount of money can get a shitty rapper on my beats. And then you have the group of people that say, you know what, doesn't matter, I need to make money right now. If I keep this up, maybe, maybe I will eventually get a big placement and get it going. But for now, I'm happy with making a couple mm -hmm. hundred dollars on a beat and making some money now. But then you have the guys in between that where they're kind of doing both where right. it's like okay well every week if i if i bang out you know 15 beats a week then 10 of those beats i'll sell and then five i'll shop out like five of my favorite ones right. which is fair yeah mm -hmm. um what's you guys opinion on that because to me and this is just again my personal experience and i may be right or wrong right. but to me i feel like if you're doing that you're kind of like you're spend you're spreading yourself thin mm -hmm. 100%. so you're not it's not going to take you it's going to take you much longer right to succeed because you're still kind of halfway in halfway out with mm -hmm. it you know like so that's kind of my thing so what do you guys think and about? also still spending time more time on, on the generating yeah. the revenue again like you're spending more time focused on 10 beats that yeah you get money but that's just temporary money you know yeah. it's yeah. not money that's going to grow and, and be there in the long run right right you know so i definitely agree with that i totally yeah. agree i mean if you're splitting your you know uh separating yourself thin spreading yourself thin like that then you're not putting 100 percent into either side so you're going to get you know part-time effort is part-time results yep. you know you're not going to get yep. the full yep. effort as if you just said you know what let me just put 100 percent into my time into finding this. an artist and grooming an artist and finding talent and um, or making really dope samples and sending them out to fellow producers and building and trying to get placements like that, right. as opposed to, you know, spending all your time making $25 lease beats. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also just like, if that's what you want to do, that's great. Again, everyone has yeah. their own path that they're trying to follow their own goals, but yeah. know your worth and know your value too. Yeah. Like if you feel like you're putting all your hard work and time and dedication and this is your passion, like don't sell beats for 25 bucks bro like yeah. you know yeah. like start a little higher like if it's mm -hmm. about the money for you i'm pretty sure that if your music's great and people mm -hmm. are you know investing in it you can definitely get a little more because like 25 bucks it's, it's money nothing. and and some people have less than that but i think if yeah, you know if you're focusing on the money and know your worth and know your value and mm -hmm. raise that price up a bit yeah what interns, you know, everyone started as an intern, you know. Uh, Every single person on Kevin Wiles an was an intern. Leo Cohen was an intern. Yeah. You know, Russell Simmons was an intern. So 
look at them now. Yeah. You know, right. so being an intern is awesome. Even, even Go get those coffee runs. Go yeah, get the food even, runs. Even yeah. if you're not labeled as an intern, you are interning without yeah. knowing you are. Mm-hmm. You know, the first six years of me producing music, deciding to produce music full time, I was literally interning. Right. I yep. mean, I was interning for myself, yep. but I was interning. I was not making any money, right. making sacrifices, trying to figure shit out, you know, Mm-hmm. Trying to m- make money stretch as long as I can, you know, mm-hmm. living in mom's basement. So right. it, it was a huge sacrifice. For, so I really believe that, you know, regardless of what industry you're in, everyone interns right. at some point. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. From you the know? ground up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of the theme for this month has been, you know, the upcoming music producer. I think we've yeah. talked a lot about that. Yep. Um, you know, the I don't want to get into that again because we spent like three episodes talking about <laughs> yeah. it. All right. Yeah. But the selling beats thing and, yep. you know, and listen, like, I think at the end of the day, like, it really just boils down to what you want to do. And, mm-hmm. and like, if you're making money from your craft, that's a blessing within itself. But I think the real question beyond that is, um, you know, how to sustain that, yeah. that lifestyle mm-hmm. and, and continue to make money as a producer. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I do want to mention though is like, so me and Atlas were in LA uh, earlier this week, over the weekend, and um, I got to hang out with the homie Logic and um, his producer Six and, and, and Bob, the engineer. And Logic is just like such an amazing person, first mm-hmm. of all, and one of the best to me doing it. And uh, he, he brought up something really, really, really important. I, I, he was mentioning how like, you know, the fan base is really everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about a hit record necessarily um, or, you know, chasing radio or doing things that you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. And when you think about a guy like Logic, you know, his albums, both his albums went gold. Um, he's got, you know, millions of fans. He does sold out shows globally and he doesn't have one radio single. Yeah. You know, yep. and he, but he's selling out. Mm-hmm. You know, more he's making more money and generating more income than artists who have radio singles yep. or have had radio singles. So, what what's you guys' opinion on that? Like the whole, you know, the comparison of the Logics and the you know Tech Nines and the Chance the Rappers who have this core fan base, but don't necessarily have a radio single, as opposed to you know artists that have one or mm-hmm. two or three smashes and then they kind of you know disappear from there like yeah. what what do you guys think of that i think that's dope man because i feel like it's easier to get a record like i feel like these guys even logic is one song away from a radio record right. you know and i think that's i think that's easier to to get if you're on the right team and you're around creatives and you know you're building with your producers like he does with six versus trying to start from the bottom and build a fan base to right. like sustain a career so to speak you know so i mean i think that's dope that you can just build your fan base and just have that because regardless of what happens he's still gonna have his fans that support his music yep. you know so he's just they are just one hit away from radio mm-hmm. you know yeah, yeah. But then it's even the question of, like, does he even want or need a radio That's what smash? I was going to say, because yeah. people well, like Chance the Rapper already have their, you know, their mindset on certain things. And he's like a certain type of artist that I feel right. like he doesn't even care if he has it. Just like he doesn't even, he wants to stay independent. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's turning mm-hmm. down $10 million deals. Like, yep. you know. And you yeah. know what? And you know what? I respect that because if you build the core fan base, which is what he's doing building the core fan base the radio is going to come eventually anyway. that's right. what I'm saying yep. yeah. where if you just go right to the radio maybe a little payola you guys got a budget whatever it is right 
and you don't get the fans first, then it's like that's yeah. a tough hill to climb. Or yeah. the reaction that yeah. you're expecting because just because you're on radio doesn't mean doesn't it's a mean good song mean. and it's right. going to sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That too. The best thing is that as a producer, if you're hired, if you're in the room and they hired you, they mean that, that means they want you. They, right. want, they want you to do your job. Right. You know what I mean? But I think in this, in this um, age now, I don't think that producers really understand what their job is. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, um, because a lot of artists are self-produced. Right. So, right. for example, I was telling somebody the other day, and I mean, I was like, I'm not really the guy, even though I may create all the time, I may have tracks just, you know, on deck, but I'm not really the guy that's going to sit in the room and make 100 tracks and send joints mm-hmm. out. And right. I, I, I'm, I'm more of a guy that's, I'm, I'm in the room, and if I, if I have tracks ready, I want to be able to say, yo, these five tracks, I think you should. I, I, right. I, I, I'm a seller. Right. I'm not a person that's like, okay, here's a hundred beats. Go through, pick whatever five, six you want. You can mm-hmm. have them. I mean, right. I wish. Some sometimes I wish I could. I could do that. Right. Because these cats are making a gang of paper doing <laughs> yeah. that shit. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah. But that's not. That's not what. Ultimately, not what the the, the the ultra definition of what I think producing is. Right. Uh, from the era that I come from. You know what I mean? I come from an era where, okay, yo, listen, like, for example, when I met Chris Brown, Chris Brown was 15 years old. You right. know what I mean? They didn't have a clear-cut direction. They had a couple songs. It was right before he went in with Sean Garrett. Sean Garrett did uh, Run It, which was his first single that right. blew him up. So he came to Atlanta to do that song. Hmm. Sean Garrett had written the song. Sean Garrett had met him. He had written a song. He came to Atlanta to do that song. Tina Davis called me. was like, yo... My, my, Tina and Mark called me like the artist is down. You know, do you want to work with him? I'm like, absolutely. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Comes to the studio. You know, the six. You know, he's like six two, fifteen years old, lanky as hell. Right. You know what I mean? But just, but just a really, really, really super talented. You know, energetic kid. You know what yeah. I mean? And a really, really already developed songwriter. Can he? He, already, wow. he had a kind of idea where he wanted to go. So. It, I was able to build with him. Like, yo, listen, okay, yo, this is what we should do. We, you know, we, we wrote Say Goodbye. Right. I already had a concept for it because I felt like, because Usher was king at the time. Yeah. So I'm like, this guy is a young, he's a, he's a, in my mind, he was a young Usher. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm like, we're going to, I'm going to do Say Goodbye, which would be his version yeah. of that. But then we're going to make a record that is a Chris Brown record. And I believe we make a winner, we're called Winner. That's, me saying, oh, he's the next, at the top of the record, I'm talking like, yo, it's the new R&B kid. He's right. just in the third, because I, I knew that winner was going to be, that was a vibe I wanted specifically for him. Right. You know what I mean? And I wouldn't have never got that off if, 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 if I had to send tracks in. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Real talk. <laughs> I only got it off because I was able to communicate with him. Right. Communicate with Tina, communicate with Mark. And be in the studio, and yeah. that opened up our relationship to when it came time to do the next album. Mm. We ended up doing like twelve songs in, in one week, and yeah. ended up doing a soundtrack and all kinds of different things because we had built the rapport. I want to kind of continue that dialogue, not necessarily that book, but I want to kind of start exploring some more philosophies yeah. on like success and what it takes to be successful, and really just like analyzing, you know, certain things that successful people. Have, apply, have done yeah. in their life to mm-hmm. get to where they're at, right? So um, there's actually a really cool book here that I want to um, fuck with, okay? And we're going to show this on Love Perfection's IG Live here. 
check this book out, guys. It's backwards right now, but that's fine. Um, note it's so the book that we're gonna kind of dig into a little bit today is um it's called No Time for Tact, T A C T, and it's written by Larry Winget, W I N G E T. So Larry Winget, um, it's a New York Times bestseller. Um, really, really amazing book. I've read this book front to back like a million times. Um, so it's basically a book um, that says it's uh, 365 days of the wit, words, and wisdom of Larry Winget. Now, this guy, Larry Winget, is um, very successful. I mean, he's a best-selling author. Um, he's an entrepreneur. He does like, um, I think he did a few TED Talks, and he does like, you know, just like, uh, uh, like seminars and stuff, mm-hmm. kind of similar to like Tony Robbins mm-hmm. and Gary Vee, of course. So um, this guy's great. He's an OG. He's been around, and um, this book is just full of just like jewels. Every you can open up like a random page, and you'll find like a gem mm. in there. So that's what I want to do um, for the next kind of I guess thirty minutes is um, dig into some of these jewels that this guy has because if you read this book, it'll literally like change your perspective mm-hmm. on everything. So. Shall we get started? Let's do it. Reading is very important. Reading is so important, important. guys. Listen, we talk about that shit all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, read those self-help books. Just Mm -hmm. read books that that help you grow. Right. I think that's important. Mm -hmm. Right? 100%. Yeah. And share them. Share them with your friends. Share them. Yeah. And there's no excuse. You don't have to buy, like, a physical book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go download the um, the app. iBooks. Yeah. Yeah. You can access any content. They even have, like, PDF versions of certain books online. Like, I've... You know, search for those, found them, and then open them up in iBooks. Yeah, so, yeah, dude. Yeah, there are ways to. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Even articles, even if you if you read, like I like reading small articles too online on the net. You know, exactly. Google something real quick, find exactly. a good article. Exactly. Um, so before we get into this, I'm gonna just read a little bit about Larry Winget, the author. So um, should I do it in a um, British accent or no? No, sure. I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> Larry Winget is one of the country's leading business speakers and a leader and a regular guest on various business news programs. He is the best-selling author of Shut Up, Stop Whining, and Get a Life. It's called Work for a Reason. You're broke because you want to be, and your kids are your own fault. Known to hit, Those are the names of the books, by the way. Known to his fans as the pitbull of personal development, the world's only irrational speaker, and the financial guru to the common man, he lives in Paradise Valley, Arizona. So obviously this guy is like, sounds like an asshole, very aggressive, but like very successful and uh, just straight to it. All right, so let's start this off. I'm going to open to a random page. Okay. The format of the... It's cool. Yeah, it's by it's day. Yeah. All right. So here's one jewel from Larry. Maybe Wingate. you should read today. Like, what's Should I read today? Date? Let's do today. So what's today's date? Because this is formatted in dates. April... April 19th. Because tomorrow's 420. Mm. All right. So let's start with today's date. April 19th. All right. So April 19th says, Want to teach your kids about sex? Oh, God. No, No, I don't, because I don't have kids. Trust me, they will learn about the mechanics long before you get around to talking to them about it. These are the things you should focus on. Respect, responsibility, and safety. They can figure out the rest without you. These three things they need your help with. 
So he's basically saying if you have kids and you want to teach them about sex, um, focus on respect, responsibility, and safety. Um, from three people who don't have kids, what do you guys uh, think about that? Do you have an opinion? I think that's smart. I could yeah. agree with yeah. that. Yeah, I yeah. mean, listen, we like before our parents are going to have that talk with us when we're like what, like fourteen, mm-hmm. maybe fifteen. Yeah. Come on, man, you already know what's going on at that age. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Just be smart, protect yourself. You know, throw throw the you know mm-hmm. what you need to do. Be respect you know? respectful, responsible, you and know? safe. Don't disrespect. Yeah. You know, the I female. Think, yeah, I think those are the main know? points to you know being involved in situations that are like important in life sex yeah. is important in life very like, because if Absolutely. you fall into the wrong situation like that home, could cost you like, your life like, <laughs> i'm not gonna name names but like homeboy who was supposed to be our guy and he oh, threw it all away man. from one night and now he gotta move and oh, oh, yeah. god damn it all right yeah. next one um here's another jewel lying is a character flaw it destroys trust it doesn't matter how small the lie is. A lie is a lie. A person who will lie about the small things will also lie about the big things. Ooh. Mm, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's Earl. a good one. You know, you know what's uh, a good one? is Because well, it's like when you ask somebody something and then like they say no, but they're like, ah, oh, I'm just kidding. And then they like continue. But yeah. that means just deep down inside they really just don't want to do it. That's true. That's you know true. Well, do you think that's the same as a lie? I think it, it's weird yeah. because there's so many. We all lie. Everyone does to a certain extent. Yeah. But I think there's a difference between like, like um, kind of like a small, like uh, harmless type of lie right. to like the blatant, like you're totally lying, but like you lie so much that you feel you believe yourself. It. Oh God. Those yeah. kinds of people. I know, I know, I know someone I know like a few that. Of those Me too. too. No, Me but too. like this person was just they were bad. Yeah. bad. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I like, was going to say give an example, that, but I don't want to put you on the no, spot. No, it was like to the point that like you would question like, is that your is that really your name? Like, is that your real I, name? I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> you know it. what I mean? Like everything they're compulsive liars yeah, and they believe it's it. Bad. Yeah. It's really That's weird. It's a terrible way to it's live. It's terrible. And they're also attention whores. Those people. They're usually attention whores. I could see that. Yeah. Well, I think we are, we're describing the same person. Yeah, we are. We are. We totally are. Yeah, yeah we totally. are. It's no one you guys know. It's no one you guys know, but yeah, I think we might be talking about the same yeah. person. But yeah, yeah it's very are. unfortunate. Anyway, so I guess the moral story of that is just don't lie, man. Like, yeah. be a dick, yeah. bro. Like, just yeah. be not, be honest. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when you come up to me and say you got hot beats, you might be lying. Yeah. Don't say that. Yeah. Don't say that. Yeah. Or you might be telling the truth. <laughs> Who knows? Man. The beauty of investing in relationships is the same as investing in a stock, except for unless you meet someone and are investing in a relationship of someone that actually intentionally or unintentionally goes backwards in life, everyone is progressing. So meeting uh, any of us at this table today, if you invest the time in having a, a strong bond, a strong relationship means that in 10 years... If we're all sitting at a different table somewhere else, whoever's actually part of this was part of the unit when I was here now gets the benefit of what I've been able to achieve and right. the access and the network that and I have. And vice versa. Right? Yeah. So the number of people that came up in the industry as interns, right? And now actually have 
VP level positions, right? Yeah. But you didn't want to talk to them when they were interns? Yeah. You think they want to talk to you now that they have <laughs> VP level positions? No, no, no. Probably not, right? So I would say that um, every single relationship is important. And in order to manage them, you're going to need some sort of platform. You're going to need some sort of system, whether it's an Excel spreadsheet that you do on your own or whether you use a platform to do it. But, you, I mean, bottom line is that, you know, people say you are the five people you talk to the most. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. And your wow. career is going to be basically, you know, is, 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 it's going to be reflective of the five people you spend the most time with. And so if you want to spend time, if it, let's just say you want to be, uh, you want to be uh, a, uh, uh, someone that's proficient at yoga mm-hmm. and the five people that you spend the most time with, one of them is not your yoga instructor, then you don't really want to be yeah. Position, yeah. You know, proficient at yoga. Let's yeah. say you really want to be a family person and the top five people you spend your most time with are not family, then you you don't really want to be mm-hmm. a family person. Yeah. Uh, let's say you want to be you know somebody that's in financial trading or you want to be in fashion mm-hmm. and the top five people you spend your time with are not in fashion, then you don't really want to be in be. fashion, yeah. right? Yeah. And so I think that you know when you really break it down that way, you can really start to think like, who are the people I spend the most time with and how do I actually replace people when necessary to actually make sure that I'm on the pathway of getting where I want to be because exactly I am the five people that I talk to the most. Exactly. And so there's there's actually this platform that I do know about that helps you with that. Am I right about that, I think? Um, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's uh, something that you developed. Mm. Um, and I was uh, lucky enough and honored enough to be um, you were you there know, when we yeah were again. That's bug, crazy. Bu- bugs in it, bugs and yeah. everything. But yeah. uh, we we got through it, and uh, it's yo, helped was, me tremendously. Yeah. Man, that was crazy. Yo, we I was like, yo, man, come to Berlin. Was it yeah. Berlin? It was Berlin. Oh man, come to Berlin for a week. This so, guy was literally programming and sh- and editing videos, <laughs> and we were recording music, right? And we're skyping with Wonder Girl, right? Like Overdubs, in one day, everything. Yeah, and we're talking about ants on a fucking highway with like right. founders, <laughs> technology. <laughs> founders and like champagne and it was just crazy on a fucking rooftop in Berlin. Berlin. Yeah. And it was amazing. But I, those were Man, the, that was the birthplace of this. Birthplace. And I know you've, you've in the past few years, you've grown this thing. You've made this like incredible run in the technology world, you know, ahead of Google and all these hmm. guys. And this thing is really developed. So for those who don't know, obviously our demo here on this show is music producers and creators. Yes. I think this is designed for them. So why don't you give them the, the short spiel of what it is, and then we can kind of get into it. Yeah, it's it's basically just the ability for you. Right now, your iMessage is an unstructured list. Just an unstructured list. What that means You mean like that, just my iPhone with like Yeah, your messages. iPhone, your iMessage is just, or your text on your Android device is unstructured. So if you decide, because, you know, like we were talking about, if you decide you want to focus on priorities, mm-hmm. you have to just scroll. Yeah. And scroll and scroll and scroll okay, let me see all the people who are music producers in my conversations. And I don't think people really, I mean, th- this is how I know, once again, we're like really early because we, I was talking about this in 2013 mm-hmm. and eventually I get, I can guarantee you that the same way that there's an inbox for your email, 
and you can have folders in your email and you can have priority in your email and you can star emails and you can mark read and unread and all those other beautiful rules that you can have in your Gmail box. I firmly and strongly believe that that is exactly how you will be managing your text messages mm -hmm. and WhatsApp messages and Facebook messages. Mm -hmm. And I know this because now I've actually been able to talk to the people who make those applications. <laughs> and I know that that's where this is going. And so we were just very, once again, very, very ahead of the curve and early. And I, I would venture to say that if you have 10,000 or even if you had 1,000 followers on Instagram and you dropped an EP, how awesome would it be if you could DM everybody your album cover? You can't do that on Instagram, but you could do that if you had a cell phone number on every single person that followed you, or if you had yep. a cell phone number on every single person who you were co connected with on LinkedIn, or if you had a cell phone number on every single one of your Facebook friends, mm -hmm. right? And so that's really what Superphone is. It's just the ability for you to have a smarter number than the number that AT&T, Sprint, T-Mobile, Verizon gave you that can actually help you to, number one, organize, prioritize, mm -hmm. segment, filter, follow yeah. up, automate. And so instead of only being able to talk to, like right now, I, I, I probably, I'm on text right now with more than 65,000 people <laughs> on text. And I would not be able to do that with just a regular yeah. Verizon contract. Mm -hmm. I needed to build a platform so that I could do it. And I can segment all the way down. I can say, show me all the conversations that I'm having with people who live in New York that spent more than two dollars with me mm -hmm. show me all the conversations i'm having with everyone that lives in atlanta that spent more than a hundred dollars with me show me all the conversations i'm having with people in miami that i tagged as investors because mm -hmm. i'm flying to miami and i just want to catch up with all my investors this is not something that's just strictly focused on musicians or influencers etc i don't care what size your network is i would almost guarantee that you are not paying the type of attention that you need to just the hundred people that you have in your network. Yeah. Wow. It's just, mm -hmm. it's just, it's I, impossible. I, I just know, I just know for sure that that's, you, there's no way. I've, I've, I've met a few sort of like super networkers, mm -hmm. but they're so few and far between. I would guarantee that if you really just look at your text message feed day, day after day after day after day, and eventually we'll build an analytics dashboard so over time i'll say look this is who you've been talking to all month mm -hmm. and probably you should reprioritize who you're talking to <laughs> yeah, yeah. right and i love that example that you gave around like okay if you spent as much time trying to find the five producers that could change your career as you spent chasing the one girl that after you you know fight with her you're never going to talk to again right how much different would your life actually be, right? Mm -hmm. If you spend as much time, I mean, I know, I know, and man, I'm one to talk too because I definitely spend. <laughs> I've, when I when I'm you know involved with a girl, I spend yeah. a lot of time there. Invested. And yeah. it, what's so crazy is that like I don't even talk to them anymore, you know. It's and, crazy. And and yes, that's part of life, and you have to go yeah. through that cycle. But you know, for me now, it's like really is is really I, I've become very the word would be obsessed with the idea that your relationships, like they really, uh, they are the difference in anything you want to do. I know a lot of people say, well, you know, I want to go to the VMAs. Right. Okay. Well, do you know that they have seat fillers at the VMAs? Yeah. yeah. So if you want to go to the VMAs and you didn't get invited and you couldn't, you know, 
but you happen to know one of the production assistants at M- at MTV, they have to fill seats and you could mm-hmm. possibly be sitting next to DJ Khaled <laughs> and you didn't get an invite and you weren't on the red carpet, but yeah. you're right there next to DJ yeah. Khaled. Yeah. Or, or I would love to, you know, visit such and such place or I would love to, you know, I mean, we could talk about this all day, but yeah. The, yeah. the bottom line is that you need a platform as humans. The science is that you can only keep track of 150 people. Yeah. Right. How, how many people has any one of us at this table met in our lives how many of those people have we lost touch with? Right. How many of those yep. people do we only think about when we need something? Or and you then, forget. Yeah. Or, yep. or you forget. One of the one of the one of the Rockefellers passed the other day and the New York Times wrote an article about him. And one of the one of the descriptions about him was that his wealth and influence could be uh, could be measured by the number of people in his Rolodex. He had 150,000 people in a Rolodex that actually had to have a separate room next to his office to hold all the business cards and everybody. And so, obviously, Whoa. we're in 2017. You can hold all those people in the cloud. Yep. It, won't, it literally doesn't take any room at all, uh, physical space, Jesus. but you could have 150,000 people that you know. And I believe that the future is such that your phone should just notice that it's been more than two weeks that you've had a text or a call with Ilmine. Just text Ilmine, yo, it's been a couple weeks. Your phone should just do that right? for people that you mark as important. Like, yo, never lose touch with Ilmine. Right. So these are the kinds of features that we're building. And so that's why people say, well, Ryan, you know, how come you haven't been working on as much music anymore? I'm like, wow, man, I could, the number of lives (laughs) that I could touch, Yeah. the number of lives that I can change, this is now objectional you know this is this is uh, objective value as opposed to subjective value right. so subjective value means it's a choice it's a, it's a matter of opinion objective value means that there is no opinion it's just valuable yeah right so breathing air is objectively valuable drinking yeah. water objectively valuable yeah. having valuable and and having real relationships I don't know anyone that can say, oh, that's not valuable. That's valuable. So if I can help people and I can help people at scale, because once it works for me and it's technology, it can work for hundreds of millions and billions of people. Mm -hmm. And so that's really why I've been on that crusade, because number one, I was, um, I would say, blessed with the idea that I wanted to do this for my own network. And then number two, I've been blessed with seeing how this has actually changed my life. When I started Superphone, I had only music industry contacts. I didn't have investors. I didn't have Silicon Valley contacts. Yeah. Now I have as many, I know as many venture capitalists as I know musicians and artists. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to stay in touch with both of them because I have a technology platform that makes sure that makes sure I never lose touch yeah. with people. We are mm-hmm. talking about um, you know, what life is like after a moment like that mm-hmm. after getting like you know uh, a notable record on a drake album yep. uh, that people are talking about and it's obviously a hit on um, in the live show and mm-hmm. especially with gigs it's like you know what's life like and really it's just the grind doesn't stop yeah you know because yeah. after that you just have to work that much harder mm-hmm. and everybody knows you from that so then you have to you know yeah, do like, it again what is yeah. he gonna do yeah. next you know like, mm-hmm. but that see that's the gift and the curse exactly. because you're gonna have people they're gonna say, "Yo, we want another KMT. 
mm-hmm. you give us a KMT, KMT? Yeah. And so I think that's just as a producer, you go through that stuff sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. it's, you know, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. You know, selling a beat, $50 here, $100 here. Maybe I make a one year salary. Maybe I make six figures from right. doing this. Mm-hmm. But it's better than cleaning a toilet. Yeah, and when true. you when you bring that argument into it, it makes it it makes some of that okay. Yeah, but then to dig even deeper, I think it also goes back to the conversation of what are you trying to ultimately? Accomplish? What's your goal? Yeah, what's right. like the goal? Goal? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, anyone can. Well, not anyone, but a lot of people can get a hustle up, do the tight beats. Do it full time. Maybe make fifty thousand a year. Maybe make a hundred thousand. Maybe mm-hmm. two hundred thousand a year. And you're doing it for a living, and you're making this money, and you're happy because all you do is make beats all day, mm-hmm. um, and you do it for the next ten, five, ten, fifteen, twenty years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if that's the pathway to happiness, then so be it, mm-hmm. right? But. Um, I think I think there's a demographic for it. I think there's people that want to do that and are okay with that. But again, I'm not in that class, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And there's other people like me that aren't in that class. We're in the class of, well, I want to make amazing music, <laughs> you know. Like yeah. Yeah. if I give you a beat, like of course I want to hear it. In fact, I want to be in the studio with you, yeah, so that mm-hmm. I can make you better. Mm -hmm. you know so i can put my time and sweat equity like you said at Mm -hmm. into you right and so that we can grow together Mm -hmm. it's just a different type of thinking you know um and i'm not saying that's better or worse i'm just saying that you know that's just a different approach Wine glass of Chardonnay. No more wine for my wife. Chardonnay. Okay, wait. For Christina. No. For Christina. I hate Christina. I and love her. James. I hate James, but I love James at the same time because he's James. I watch Batman all day. <laughs> I like gigs. I I like rap music now because of Drake. <laughs> I like that Drake. It's really important to like be a part of like what you want to do. It's like. Mm-hmm. How miserable is it to be a music producer, but then like not be able to like meet other music producers? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like that's so important. It's well, it's like any other, uh, it's like any other job, right? It's mm-hmm. like if I if I like play basketball, it's like damn, I don't want to just shoot hoops by myself. Right. I, I want to need to play. Play, play with a team. I want to play yeah. with like I want teammates, you know. Mm-hmm. So you want dope teammates, but still, yeah, I want, I want dope teammates. <laughs> you want to just play with everybody. They yeah. approach me like that. I'm, I'm a street guy. Yeah, I'm not pussy. <laughs> so, 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 so I don't like people when they approach you like that, like right. you owe somebody something. Right, right. Yeah. right. So you come to approach someone the way you want to be treated with respect. I give respect, want respect, right? And of course, we're living in a world of like social media, email, mm-hmm. Twitter. And you know, I've seen people get discovered off of MySpace, YouTube, mm-hmm. Twitter. So, you know, people DM. I have my Steve Lobel Consulting. I'm like, oh, send me music, check it out for a fee give you all feedback mm-hmm. um, because you can't manage everybody right. and I don't want to manage no more I'd rather mm-hmm. consult because I want a life mm-hmm. I'd like to have Word a child up. one day maybe or even enjoy life I've seen the world and I enjoyed it but sometimes it's good to get away from the business mm-hmm. and enjoy it right. yeah. so my advice to people is first thing say you're an artist mm-hmm. who are you as an artist half the time they like they don't even know who they are right. so you don't even yeah. know yourself what you are no yeah I'm from Queens I rap you know I want to be Pac no that's not an artist <laughs> Yeah, you know 
what's your stage show going to look like? And right. What's your end game? And they, they, they don't even know. So don't know. get to know that and come back. Because that's what a Jimmy Iovine or Leo So get Cohen to know are. yourself first. Yeah, yeah exactly. ultimately. Because everybody's following the trend. Um, a producer, same thing. Like when people ask me, like, hey, I got tracks. I'm cool because I'm at Scott. Yeah. I got to focus on that because right. the only way you make money with a producer if he gets a placement. Mm-hmm. He ain't like an artist out there on tour. Right. So I got to put my time into that. But I will check your shit out. And if it's hot, I might come on over to Scott's and do drums. Right. And that's how I put Scott in with like the Murder Beats. Yep. The Metro Boomins. Yep. And I'm like, and even younger guys that don't got a name yet because they could be the next Dr. Dre. So I'll do that. But my always advice to people when I meet them is like, you know, be humble. Mm-hmm. Approach people with respect. Follow up in a nice way. And just be creative, be yourself. Don't follow a trend. Like create a sound that's going to yeah. be different. Mm-hmm. And if producers, I'm like, okay, you're the producer. You got some new shit. Mm-hmm. You're the new artist. Why don't you become like Timbaland and Missy, or or yep. Dre and Snoop, right. or Swiss and DMX, and create a sound as an artist and come up mm-hmm. together like mm-hmm. YG and Mustard, yep. and go out and do like that. Yep. So, you know, it's hard. You know, again, and and you know, a lot of people got homeboy management. And they don't get to the next level yeah. because they don't yeah. know how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you just got to navigate through the business. I'm trying to throw all my knowledge and experience off the people around me so they could take over because I can't keep doing this forever. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all the music creators out there. Keep pushing, keep pushing. Uh, we're going to continue to talk about this stuff uh, on our podcast. Mm-hmm. This is why we do it. And please do not be afraid to hit us with a comment, mm-hmm. shoot us an email, info at blabchat.com. Hit us on social media. Mm-hmm. Follow Love Perfection. Yeah, follow me, man. At Love Perfection. Follow Atlas The Plug. Follow me, yep. Go check out my website, atlastheplug.com. Go to atlastheplug.com. Follow sure. Glam. Glam is here. G-L-A-M-I-S-H-E-R-E. And unfollow me. <laughs> Ill mind, <laughs> at Ill my producer. And no, block him. Follow me, block me. Um, <laughs> we appreciate you guys' support, man. So let's give a round of applause to all the listeners, yeah. all the producers grinding out there. The callers today. Trust me, all the callers. And everybody who needs callers. their phone number because yeah. that's Shout risky. Yeah, yeah, man. Shout out to you guys for leaving your phone number. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now I'm going to take those phone numbers. I'm going to start Word. shopping them around. No, mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. I would never do that. But, uh, Shout, shout out to you guys. Appreciate the support. We'll catch you guys next week. Later. Peace. Peace.